Welcome back to the first episode of Zero Deliberations with your hosts, Zach and Trevor. And today we're going to be talking about archetypes. Yeah, our favorite character archetypes. Mm-hmm. Roll the intro. So, uh, you want to get us started here, Zachary? Hell yeah. Okay, so I'll start with, for any dummies out there, you know, what is an archetype? So, I would say a recurring theme or motif or whatever yeah, mo- in, yeah, in media or text or whatever. Yeah, essentially, characters kind of have, oh, these characters all have these same traits because you need a certain role. So, what's the first one you got on your list, brother? I, I'll start with the the favorite for me, which is, like, the initial bad guy, or I guess you could call it rival, whatever, that, like, ends up coming to the good. Yeah, so that was an honorable mention I put on here, too, the, the like redeemed that. villains. Yeah, yeah, like that that vibe. And I think the reason is because, like, I feel like that's me, you know? Like, that's why you everybody likes their favorite, usually, yeah. or whatever, but, like... It shows the idea to me of you might be, I don't want to call it like rooted in evil, but you come from like a bad way. You're in a bad way. Something about your circumstances has like, you've come out of the filter of life. Like you got a chip on your shoulder or something, something, you know? But despite that, you can still be redeemed. Yeah. Like you, you are willing to give up your uh, ego a little bit to mm-hmm. join something greater and like uh, cooperate with people usually in those things. And it's you not know? always the best mix because there's still that old personality that mm-hmm. you were. They're fighting with it a little yeah, bit. And that's yeah. always makes for an interesting story because it's in a lot of cases relatable because when you change mm-hmm. and you grow, it's difficult to acclimate to that right away. So yeah, like it's to, like that on a greater scale. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, over and over it's like almost an essential part in like all kinds of media and shit right (laughs) or like text or literature yeah i just think it's like important as well as really cool because it shows that like if you're in a bad way you don't got to stay in a bad way you can go to something better you can find something greater to put yourself to find friendship or whatever uh, love whatever the fuck it is you know good like true good what are some examples uh your favorite examples if you will well you know me i'm a big Yu-Gi-Oh nerd so uh specifically the third anime 5ds it it starts out like literally right out the gate as they kind of should or whatever you know his friend basically they were old friends grew up in the slums together his friend like got offered a, a deal to like go to the big city and like get a dueling contract and shit but he had to steal his friend's shit and like get out of the city with it because he had a dream of like getting out of the slums and shit you know so yeah. he fucked <laughs> over his friends bro like duels him they realize that th- something is weird here like we're a part of something bigger and uh it didn't seem like our dragons wanted to f- wanted to fight each other so like maybe we should combine our efforts and figure out what the fuck is going on. And that's just, like, a perfect example that I was watching as, like, an eight-year-old or whatever. Yeah. That, like, you know, I'm thinking about it now, like, wow, that's that's dope shit. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and then other obvious ones would be, like, Vegeta, Sasuke, whatever, like, initial rival. They get the shit beat out of them or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, I, I know I have more to work for and something greater to be a part of and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Sasuke's weird because he, you like watch his kind of decline. Oh, yeah, okay. you watch that becoming of a villain 
to then make that redemption arc, which yeah. is pretty it's cool. deep. Yeah, because like, okay, one of my two examples of that archetype is uh, Zuko. If you watch Avatar, I watched it as a kid, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't really I appreciate it all. Yeah. And then I just recently rewatched it because it's like all on Netflix or whatever, and it's fucking gas. You do see like flashbacks of, you know, how Zuko kind of became this dickhead and why he cares so much about all this shit. But I feel like Sasuke's development, because it was the show started and he was a homie and then he kind of fell, it's a lot more impactful. And And, like he had like, it wasn't just like the rival chip on his shoulder. It was my fucked up traumatic life. Uh, How about you? What do you have for one so my number one the smooth talking rogue type character okay all right they have their own kind of set of moral codes sometimes it's not for the best and they're kind of just looking out for themselves you know they don't they they can use a fucking you know a gun or a sword if they need to but for the most part they can talk their way out of Mm. things something about that getting into sticky situations and talking your way out of it instead of resorting to violence right away is just I don't know. Like, I, like it makes for a much more interesting character. It's also kind of like like they're like they're very like tactile. Yeah. Like they have yeah they have a variety of ways to handle things and shit like that. I, I appreciate that a lot too out of any character. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what's an example? I'm trying to think of one. Well, I mean the prime example that comes to mind is obviously Han Solo. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm like, what is the Star Wars one? Like, Are they typically like viewed by the good guys in the thing as good or bad? So that's the thing of it can vary with the archetype, which is something I like, too, is you don't necessarily know. Because mm-hmm. Han Solo, you know, he was just kind of like, oh, I'll give you guys a ride. But then they kind of, you know, there was good in him and that came forth. Han Onaka is a fucking pirate. He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> and he can sweet talk you while fucking picking your pocket type deal. And I so like the yeah. dynamic of it. And you don't yeah, know. It can go either way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is okay. there any examples you could think of of a smooth um, talking rogue you like? Well, the the one that I think of from Yu-Gi-Oh again would be Crow because Crow is like he's with those two that I mentioned earlier. It was like four people initially. Crow was one of them and he's always like the mischievous one that's doing his own thing, mm. always like on his own shit, very tactile, trying to get out of sticky situations like that which he does like I guess he has like some. But good he's not like plot armor. Uh, another thing I like though about Smooth Talk Rogue is they're not overtly <laughs> like if they are villainous. If you were to run into them on the street, you wouldn't know that they're villains well, yeah, as well. That they're yeah. I guess it's a different like thing where he has a little bit of that like anti-hero type of thing mm. where like he's doing kind of bad stuff for a good cause and shit. Yeah, which is like that's cool as fuck too. So what's your uh, number two pick? Then? All right, number two. The teacher archetype, or like master, whatever. You well, call which one? It. Like, I guess the ones that I think of are like serving as reminders or something of an initial lesson that they've learned or whatever. Like in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's, there might be an initial like teacher, but then later on, there's like basically dude will come back in the form of like a, a shining orb in like spirit <laughs> mode, present himself as like the physical manifestation of good to the character and be like, his name is Jaden. Jaden. You must remember, fight for blah, blah, blah. You know, like, giving him reminders and shit. You must use the force, Luke. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Where, like, they're coming back as, like, a spirit. So the master who dies before their lesson is fully taught to the student, and the student doesn't realize until after they're kind of passed. Like, they they weren't able to impart all of their knowledge. There's got to be a fucking snappier term for that (laughs) archetype. But, yeah, that's a a dope archetype. I love the teacher, and I've always appreciated in real life 
the teacher archetype. Lord of the Rings fans are going to hate me. I can't think of his <laughs> fucking name, though. The, the fucking wizard who he fights. You didn't watch Lord of the Rings, yeah, did you? Yeah, I'm not well-versed. Uh, I shit. only know, like, Gandalf. Gandalf, and... that's his fucking... I could oh, not okay. think of the name. But, yeah, he's, like, that kind of teacher, too, of, like, dies kind of early. But then he comes back, and that's the whole lesson can't fully be imparted until it has... They have no choice but to accept that yeah. knowledge. And yeah, when they're faced with that mm -hmm. yeah the opportunity to use that knowledge that they've at least been partially granted okay how about you bro so my next one is a villain archetype because need that yeah because it's just <laughs> in that. stories i always feel like it offers the best problems for our heroes if you will yeah and that's the uh the mastermind villain archetype the i've accounted all the different variables of what you might do or you played my trap card or whatever the <laughs> fuck yeah. type yeah. shit. The, the main one that sticks out like that would be uh, Pegasus. Is he the dude that looks like Ghostman? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, bro. His Millennium item that he possesses is the eye, bro. And that allows him to, like, know every card that his opponent is going to play and shit mm. like that. The goal for that was to, like, break it by... You had to counteract fate. Like, the eye allowed him to see fate. You have to, like, go against fate and shit like that, which was pretty fucking cool. But he, like, found the ancient tablets while he was excavating as an archaeologist. Like the Book of Fate, if you will, or whatever. Yeah, like, he found the stone tablets that, like, showed what the card game was back in Egypt. And then he brought it to the masses. Bro had the eye and shit, knowing full well that when they recreated the card game, it was going to, like, summon up real energy and shit. Like, re-manifestation of an ancient game and shit like that. Yeah, because, like, shit like that. There's so much, like, shit to it of how they're fucking super smart, how they've been conniving. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how the fuck do we beat this? But the heroes find a way, which is the good first, the story archetype of yep. nothing is insurmountable. You can overcome anything. Right. That's it seems like all the odds are against you and shit. Yeah, yeah. like this person's fucking been orchestrating everything they predicted our every fucking move mm -hmm. up to this point. How do we beat them? A lot of times, too, especially in Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's like the villains often have, like, what they perceive to be an even greater good that they're working toward. That's always, yeah. A thing. A, a good-written villain always believes what they're doing is the right thing. Hell yeah. Like, like, it's super interesting. I mean, it's fun sometimes with, like, the fucking villains who are just bad because they enjoy being bad. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only really, like, good if it's, like... I don't know, some sort of fantasy setting or some shit where they're like mm. a fucking demon or some shit. Then yeah. it's like, it makes sense. All right, I can understand. But like. And those characters are cool as well to just throw in there. Like, yeah, they're, they'll do they're that. fun for a bit, but they're not as interesting not, and don't not, pose as much of a threat, yeah, I feel like. They're not that deep. So, my uh, primary example of this uh, archetype would be obviously Palpatine. He yeah. orchestrated the entire Clone Wars, Bro both sides cold. playing bullshit. Yeah. He believed what he was doing was good he wanted order sure tyranny is what he thought was good but the way he orchestrated everything playing into you know anakin knowing that he'd go to the jedi order to get him arrested so that he could have mace windu come to arrest him attack him be like oh, oh the jedi are trying to kill me so i executed <laughs> order c6 and had them all murdered and he's a great example um but if you're not as familiar with star wars because obviously you seem more familiar with anime obito started as toby and then he's like oh i'm actually madara or whatever and masquerading and shit. yeah yeah masterminding the entire thing that's been the first episode of zero deliberations 
hopefully, drop a like. Hopefully, people got a good idea as to what an archetype is and shit. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I think they got it. Hell yeah! Drop a like if you enjoyed. Uh, comment your favorite archetypes down below. Uh, yeah, let us know what resonates with you or what you like or whatever. Subscribe yeah. for more videos each week. Thursdays at six. See you then. Peace. Fuck! I keep.